You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name is Amina, and thank you guys so much for being here. If you're new here and you've never listened to this podcast before, our mission is to really just share all of the diaspora's unique stories. We have a ton of guests on the podcast who are working in all kinds of industries, which It's super exciting because not only does it give me a chance to get to know you guys better, I also get to learn about something that I really probably wouldn't have learned about until either it happened to me or I just would not have learned about this. So I'm super excited to just get to know you guys better. And yeah, so for today's episode, we are going to kind of continue with the theme of real estate, which we talked a little bit more about on a previous episode with um, my friend Adna, if you guys listened to that one. So this is going to be a little bit different because we have an actual real estate agent. So she was a mortgage broker, which is a little bit different. And we're gonna kind of talk a little bit more about just the real estate market, some tips and tricks for buying your first home and different things like that. So I'm super excited to welcome my friend to the episode. Hi, Amina. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Super excited to just hear a little bit more about you and get to know you better. You want to just tell our audience a little bit more about your story. So my name is Hedmina. I was born in Galina, Croatia during the war. However, my family is originally from Sazin. I currently live in Waterloo, Iowa. And for the last nine years, I have been working in banking, holding various positions. And more recently, I have been a loan officer. In 2019, I decided I wanted to finally try something that I have always had interest in, and I decided to obtain my real estate license. Super exciting, and I think a lot of people that get into real estate, you know, it's not necessarily something they went to school for. It's just kind of, oh, this looks cool. I want to try it. Was there a particular, I guess, moment or just something like a particular experience that happened that kind of made you want to learn a little bit more about real estate? Yeah, so I think my desire to become a real estate agent probably stems back to when I was a child. Before there were websites like Zillow and Realtor.com, I would actually spend my Sunday mornings watching uh, this show that showcased current homes for sale with my parents. And it wasn't until 2002 when my parents sold the first home that they purchased here in the United States that I got to kind of see how that process really happened. And it was a lot of fun kind of tagging along with my parents to look at different properties and then ultimately finding the perfect home for them. It's still the home that they live in today. So it's funny that you mentioned the Sunday program. I think we had something similar here, but it was specifically showing 
homes and new neighborhoods in Atlanta or just in Georgia in general. I don't think they show it anymore, but literally it was on Sunday mornings too. And me and my parents would watch it as we were looking to move um, into a new neighborhood. And so, yeah, super funny that you mentioned that. I still watch House Hunters. House Hunters International is my favorite. I think the normal House Hunters is a little bit boring (laughs) in my opinion. I like to watch the international one just to, I guess, be taken back to Europe primarily and just to see how people live in other parts of the world. I think it's really interesting. And I think it can also vary, you know, by state, which is something that we'll talk about more as well. Um, Just how the real estate market looks in Iowa as compared to other states and things like that. But in terms of starting out as a real estate agent, How did you get the process started? So what kind of qualifications or criteria did you have to fulfill? Yes. So qualifications might vary from state to state. However, in the state of Iowa, you must be at least 18 years old. And then there are just some classes that you do have to take before uh, you would ultimately get your license. So there's a 60-hour pre-licensure class. Uh, This can be done online, in person. And I do believe that they do offer... Um, some Zoom classes now just with everything going on with COVID. And then uh, there's a real estate exam that you would take, which covers both national and state questions. And then there's three 12-hour courses that go over listing, buying, and ethical practices. So once this is all complete, uh, you have a chance to kind of interview with different brokerages in your area and kind of see which one best fits your needs. And once you do um, decide to go with one, you can apply for your license. And there is a background check that you would have to pass as well. And as long as everything checks out, you are able to um, practice real estate and be able to be out in the field and help clients. Very cool. So it's kind of something that I feel like as long as you put in the time to study for the exam and things like that, anyone can really do it, which I think is awesome because it doesn't necessarily matter if you are younger and starting out or if you're older and you just are looking for a career change. Um, I think something that I always see just in terms of some of my friends who have become real estate agents, it's really interesting because They've pursued, you know, they've shifted their career paths like tremendously, or it's either been a thing where they didn't really know what they wanted to do right out of college. So they just kind of tried a bunch of different things. Maybe they were working for like a family business, just doing little side jobs, things like that. But eventually a lot of them found real estate, which I think is really cool. And something that I've noticed is that, you know, those who are the most successful are really those who can talk to anyone and just form these relationships with clients. That seems to be very important. Um, I just think it's so cool because one of my friends in particular, Megan, she's really just like killing it. It's crazy just to see how much she's grown from when she first started out, not really knowing a whole lot, but just from the time that I've known her, she's always been that much of a people person, like bubbly personality. And I think ultimately that's kind of what's gotten her really far and, you know, just why she loves doing it so much. So really cool to hear that. And I'd love to hear just more about your mission and why you love what you do in particular. Yes. And 
I really do think it's amazing how much opportunity real estate has brought to my life as far as like meeting new people, not only in the real estate industry, but just, you know, in different aspects as far as, um, you know, I have maintained relationships with people in different fields, such as insurance, um, inspections, contractors, things like that. So it's been really awesome to kind of get to know people and really grow those relationships. So as far as, you know, my mission and why I love what I do. Um, so the company that I work for in the Waterloo, Cedar Falls area is called Vine Valley Real Estate. Uh, this company was opened by Ensod and Adita Bage, who I believe are two of the most driven and inspirational people that I have met. Vine Valley's values stem from three core principles, which are integrity, commitment, and results. So we are committed to producing quality results with integrity and trust. And I think these are, you know, these are the values that I do stand by. And I do think that this is why I love what I do, because I want my clients to know that I am always working hard for them. And I always want what is best for them. You know, we are all in different stages and journeys in our lives. And it's just so amazing to be a part of that with someone and knowing that they will love where they live and they will be able to create lasting memories in those new homes. Definitely. It's, you're really, you know, it is a big step and it is a big deal. You know, I think buying a home is probably one of the biggest, if not biggest purchase that you'll make in your life. So, you know, it's really important to instill that trust in your clients and just make sure that they're comfortable every step of the way. There is a lot of unknown with the whole home buying process, things that, you know, you have to learn about and you just kind of learn as they happen, which can sometimes be overwhelming and confusing. So I think, having you there to just really help them and make sure that they're educated on every aspect of it is really important. So would you say that in terms of your clientele and people who are, you know, reaching out to you, is it primarily through social media or would you say it's more word of mouth? So, you know, just recommending to a friend, that kind of thing, because Whenever it's something like insurance or cars or um, just things like that, like big picture stuff, I always rely on my friends' recommendations first before I even go out and, you know, Google online. Like, I don't even know if I'm looking for a good dentist or just something like (laughs) I would rather hear from a friend versus like just reading a bunch of reviews. So have you found that it's more of one or the other, or is it just kind of a combination of both? You know, in the real estate world, we have something that is called the sphere of influence. So these are kind of the people that are like your cheerleaders, your biggest support. And I have been lucky enough to have a really great support system. So a lot of the clients that I have worked with are kind of in my sphere. I know a lot of them. They are in those stages of their life where they're ready to purchase something or maybe move on to something different as they their families are growing and things like that. So I think, um, you know, I've been able to grow a lot just within my sphere and um, those individuals that continue to support what I do. However, the social media aspect of it has really also opened up a lot of doors. I've been able to just meet really great people. And, um, you know, a lot of people will message me just asking 
you know, specific questions about, you know, the home buying process or things like that. So I've been kind of able to work with both, but I would say the support system that I have has really been kind of the biggest aspect as far as my success with real estate so far. Definitely. And you're working with a team too of agents. So it's kind of great because then you guys can, you know, share tips of advice or words of wisdom, or if you find yourself in a particular situation that, you know, maybe you're not sure what to do, or it's just a sticky situation. It's good to have those people around you that you can go to, right? Because I think sometimes when you're, you have a type of job where it's, you're very much so independent and, you know, you are the reason for, you know, you're creating your own wealth essentially. And so sometimes it can get lonely and you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing? At least that's how I feel sometimes just working here by myself and being able to have this network of people is really, really important because even if it's just having a call, you know, once a month with someone and just kind of discussing each other's goals and things that you want to accomplish within your business, it's really important because you will ultimately feel more motivated. And I think it'll be that much easier for you to kind of establish those different habits just with you know, making sure that you're successful, because I think sometimes motivation can only go so far. And it's more about what you're doing every single day. That's ultimately what is going to, you know, lead you to being more successful. I think a lot of people, they're really, I don't know, they just want to they want instant gratification, which I mean, can you blame them? It's kind of the world that we live in (laughs) with just social media and, seeing everyone else's, you know, highlight reels, if you will. And so I think sometimes people don't realize that it's going to take some time. And I think that's okay. As long as you're learning and as long as you're making these different connections, I think that's ultimately what's going to get you a lot further along. Yes, yes, I definitely agree. Um, You know, the real estate world is definitely one of those where Sometimes you aren't going to get that instant gratification. It might take months until you do, you know, sell your first home, which is completely okay. As long as you are constantly working towards your goals, you know, putting yourself out there, um, showing the type of value that you do bring to your clients um, will definitely help you out in the long run. Definitely. And I think sometimes it's, you know, you might talk to someone who's interested, let's say in purchasing a home, but maybe they're not planning on buying a home for the next couple of years, you know? And so that's a long time, right? But I think if you're able to have that relationship with someone early on, you know, they're always going to remember you when it does come down to that time of them, you know, really wanting to get serious about looking for a home. So I think that's also an important thing to remember, but going into just the real estate market, it's obviously going to look a little bit different, you know, depending on what region of the United States, let's just say I'm using that as an example you're talking about. But since you're in Iowa specifically, what does the real estate market look like there as compared to other major U.S. cities? So, you know, Seattle, New York, Atlanta, St. Louis, I don't even know, just whatever cities. And then do you have any specific advice for people who are looking to purchase a home in this particular area that you're working in? 
Yeah, so I would say the majority of the United States, you know, Iowa, even the big cities are experiencing a low supply and a high buyer demand. So for sellers, that means that the ball is in their court. So we are seeing many homes selling for a lot higher than what their list price is and many multiple offer situations, which is really great for sellers. But that does make it very difficult for the buyers, you know, who might be purchasing their very first home. And this can definitely be very frustrating when they are not able to, you know, get the home that they were hoping to get. So really the best advice that I do have if you are planning on buying a home in the near future is to first get pre-approved. So know what you can afford before you go out shopping. Once you have been pre-approved and know what you are looking for in a home, be prepared to jump on that when something in your criteria does hit the market. Many sellers, especially around here, are accepting offers the same day their home hits the market. So just be prepared to know what your highest and best offer would be for the home that you do want. Right. It's crazy how in some of these different markets, I mean, my extent of real estate knowledge is either from my friends or from watching YouTube videos or watching, you know, house centers or something to that degree. So I just remember I was watching an episode, I think I was at the gym or something. And I always watch HGTV. I don't know why. Um, it just keeps me kind of distracted. And it's interesting to see you know, the home renovation process and then also just the home buying process. But I remember in, I think it was in Washington, DC, and it was crazy. Like they just went out to go look at homes. And I remember the agent was telling them, you know, they were kind of on the fence about this one house, but they really needed, you know, a place obviously to live because one of them had gotten a job there. And the agent was just like, you have to put an offer like before 5 p.m. today or else, you know, you're going to lose the house. And I just think it's crazy, like how much pressure there is um, and how cutthroat it can be in a sense, because, you know, it is such a big purchase and you want to make sure that you're making the right decision. But then again, it's also like you have to do it, you know, right away. So I think what you said about being pre-approved and making sure that you stay within your budget and you're not looking at something that is very, you know, above your means kind of thing is really important. But I just thought that was really crazy, just how, I don't know how that can happen. And then like in Seattle, for instance, people were putting in offers, you know, like 50,000 at least over the initial asking price and things like that, which it just goes to show how competitive the market is getting. And of course that can change over time, but I just thought that was so crazy. Like, I mean, for me, it was stressful enough just to, you know, get my first car. <laughs> I can imagine what it would be like, you know, getting a home in this, you know, sense, like just depending on the city. Yeah. Um, I mean, last year was definitely a different type of market. Um, I felt like, especially with the clients that I work with, you know, we had a few days, you know, to kind of think over some of the houses that we looked at, you know, they... It's a big purchase, so you don't want to, you know, jump the gun or anything like that. Um, but to put things into perspective, I had a colleague put a house on the market the other day, and it was pending within seven hours of being on the market. So houses are going really quick. And like you said, that market is very competitive. So unfortunately, you sometimes don't have that much time to think 
about some of these homes, you really have to um, jump on them if you are really interested. For sure, for sure. And then we kind of talked about, you know, the one of the mistakes uh, that people make when house hunting is, you know, not getting pre-approved before they go and look at houses. So in addition to that, what are some other common mistakes that you've noticed people making? Yeah, so kind of going back to the pre-approval thing, like you mentioned, you never, you know, want to look at a house and then you think, you know, it's above your means or anything like that. Or um, in retrospect, you know, maybe you can afford a little bit more than what you were looking at. So I would say always get pre-approved, talk to a lender, kind of know what options you do have. Um, even for the financing portion, you kind of want to look at everything that they do have to offer before you do go out to shop for your home. And um, buying a home is exciting, but do make sure that you aren't going out to um, open that furniture credit card. You know, buying furniture for your first home is really exciting, but sometimes you do have to wait until after closing to do that. Or even I've seen some people buy new cars, things like that. Um, that will ultimately impact your loan approval. You know, new payments, new credit inquiries. We don't want any of that before closing. Um, after closing, feel free to go buy the furniture that you need. If you are planning on buying a new car, go ahead and do that. But um, just make sure that you aren't doing any of that beforehand. And, you know, the home buying process can be intimidating and very confusing for a lot of people, especially if it is their first home. But it is very important to have an agent that will be there for you throughout the entire process to explain how things go, you know, what the next steps would be. So just make sure that you are working with someone who does have your best interest at heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, you know, avoiding making other major purchases. I think that was something um, that me and Adna talked about as well, just because I think, I mean, to me, it's kind of common sense. If you're about to make a really big <laughs> purchase, you don't want to go and, you know, buy something else flashy, but I don't know. Everyone's different. Um, and it depends on your situation and all kinds of things like that. But yeah, I think those are some really good tips and just, you know, having someone there to guide you along the way is really important. So very cool. Let me see. Okay. So the next question that I have is just talking about the different resources that are out there now for new home buyers because there are so many. I feel like, you know, there's websites like Zillow, um, Realtor.com, all kinds of other ones. I don't even know. I think Redfin is another one. But anyway, from your perspective, is one of these better than the other? And would you have any other websites or just places that people should be looking for when they're wanting to check out the market in a certain area? So websites like Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com are you know, available tools that everyone has, but they are not always going to be the most accurate. So really the best way to ensure that you are in the know of what is on the market is to get connected with a real estate agent. Agents do have tools to make you aware of homes that will be hitting the market beforehand. Um, they also have access to their realtors, realtor boards, multiple listing service, which allows them to have up-to-date knowledge on a home status. So you might be able to see a house on Zillow that says it's for sale, but really it might be pending or it might have actually even um, been sold in the last couple of months. So um, in 
our area. Um, we are also able to send notifications to our clients when homes in their price range and desired needs hit the market, um, which I think is a really cool aspect. So that way they know right, right away um, if something is available so that we can go see it, um, especially with how competitive the market is. And um, lots of real estate companies also have their own websites. Um, Vine Valley's website, for example, um, you can also search on there to see available homes. And with our website, you don't have to sign in or have to share your information to have to be able to search through um, the different homes that are on the market. And we also translate our website to um, up to 14 different languages, which in our area, it's really nice to be able to cover such a large and diverse community. So, I mean, ultimately, if you want to use Zillow and things like that, feel free to. But I do feel uh, like connecting with a real estate agent is going to be um, the best option to make sure that you are getting the most accurate information. Um, I just also want to throw a little tidbit that with Zillow, you will see like a Zestimate as far as how much the home might be worth. And um, I would just say, you know, that is not going to be the most accurate depiction on the home's market value. So if you really want to know how much that house is uh, valued for, I would say to connect with a real estate agent to get that information. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, that's why you guys are there to help us. And I think it's good to use the websites just to kind of get a general idea of what's out there. Maybe, you know, particular neighborhoods might be a little bit nicer than others. Um, looking at things like, um, you know, schools in the area and just different things like that, that people really do uh, hold um, to a high value. So good resources, but kind of take everything with a grain of salt and obviously reach out to real estate agents to see what is actually out there because you guys do have access to a lot of other resources that the, you know, buyer at first glance isn't going to see. So think that's really awesome. And then do you have anything else that you wanted to add just before we wrap up the episode, just about real estate in general? I think we covered a lot. Um, real estate is such a fun industry to be in. Like I said, you get to meet so many new people and purchasing your first home, if you are you know, at that stage in your life, can seem intimidating. But just know that there are agents out there that, you know, do have your best interest at heart and they will be able to walk you through each step and make sure that you are um, making the best purchase. So we covered a lot of important information just in terms of real estate. And of course, there's still more out there that we probably can't fit into this podcast episode, but the good news is that if you guys do want to hear a little bit more about real estate and just get more information, especially if you are living in Iowa and you are looking to purchase a home, we will have all of her links in the show notes of the podcast episode. But I don't know if you want to just shout those out really quickly for our listeners. Yeah, of course. So you can follow along with all things real estate and my personal life on Instagram, which is at move with Hermina. And I also have a Facebook page, um, kind of devoted just to mostly my real estate, um, information, which would just be facebook.com slash move with Hermina as well. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast and just sharing a little bit more of your journey and talking more about real estate. We really appreciate it. And if anyone out there is listening and is interested on being featured on the podcast, definitely feel free to send us an email. It's hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast. We can definitely set up a time to record an episode like this and hear a little bit more about your story. But other than that, thank you guys again for listening and we will see you on our next episode. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye.